right, what's going on, everybody? BE3 Podcast. You've got Jeff Beggins here, Mr. Craig Beggins, Craig and Mike here. Puma. Here's what we're doing today. In light of our quarantine, we're all kind of in our places, but work is going, man. We're still doing a lot of business right now, and I think people are starting to, you know, think a little clearer and still trying to figure out what's going on. But right now, um, the, wor the wor world's changed, and our protocols are different. So we're going to walk you through a scenario. Mike's going to be a potential seller lead, and he's going to reach out to one of my marketing pieces. We're just going to walk through the process, and Craig's going to have a, um, an aerial view of and chime in when he certain, wants to highlight certain things that are going on. So set the stage. So Puma, I've been posting some stuff out there, um, over-communicating to my sphere, to my network, and just saying, hey, guys, if you have any interest at all about chatting with your home, I've got time. And let's talk about your position. Let's talk about your equity. Let's talk about your interest rates. Let's talk about refis. Let's just talk anything home. Hit me up um, and let's talk. So I got a message back from Messenger from you. So let's set the stage that way and go from there. Yeah, just I wanted to reach out because I saw your post, um, you know, about if we were even remotely thinking about doing anything real estate related to reach out. And, you know, this, this, uh, this current environment's got us a little scared. So I was talking to my wife last night and you know, I don't know if we're really ready to sell or not, but we've got some equity built up in the house and it's certainly something we're, we're discussing. Should we cash out now um, before everything kind of just hits the floor and, and then we're stuck in, in a house for even longer. So, you know, just something we wanted to run through and at least pick your brain on and see if what was right and should we be considering selling. Okay, cool. No, I mean, you're right on. But let's just, the questions we're asking are, we want to provide value and we have to just ask a whole bunch of questions. So this is a really real scenario. And what's our outcome? Are you trying to force this guy into selling now because you want a listing or are you trying to be a true consultant and get into their brain and truly give them solid advice? You got commission breath or do you, are you trying to be a friend? Yeah, this is 100% advisory role. I don't care if he does business with me at all because trust is the currency of the future. And I want to answer his questions and, and ultimately calm him down because here's what I hear. And I'll just pick it up and say, okay, Mike, let me just make sure I understand what you're saying. You and Courtney, um, you've got some time. You saw one of my posts. Thank you for reaching out and just knowing that I have your back, first of all. So let's talk about what's going on. Um, so nobody knows what's going on. We have uncertainty in the market. You're talking about should you cash out now before things hit the floor, um, before you're stuck. I'm just kind of replaying some of the words that you told me because I want to explore that a little bit deeper with you right now because um, in my opinion, um, I don't think we're gonna see anything major happen from a pricing perspective. So let's go a little bit deeper into that. And what, do, what are your thoughts about what's going on in the marketplace right now? Where are you getting the information from and, and what are your views on what's gonna happen here? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the fear is that, you know, we keep seeing these shutdowns, right? They're, they're getting more and more prevalent in our area for sure. And that means that people aren't working. When people aren't working, that leads to unemployment. When people are unemployed, they can't buy homes, which means our the, our potential market shrinks, values start to go down because the market you know could end up having more homes than people can even afford to buy, which makes us nervous. You know, we've we've lived in the house for almost six years now. We've got uh, a good amount of equity at the current price, at least pre-coronavirus price, and so I think that's what we're trying to explore. You know, we have. This is the largest financial asset we own and, you know, trying to be smart about it in a, in a pretty scary time, not knowing exactly what's to come here in the next month or two. Got it. 
So you bought it in about 2014? Yeah, summer yeah. of 2014, yeah. Is this the first house you guys have purchased? No. Okay, when did you buy your first, first, first house? Uh, I was in college, so that would have been in 06. 06, okay. Pretty what nice. happened? What happened to you during when everything kind of sheltered around and switched around in 08, 09, 10? Did you have that? Uh, have you sold the house or what's going no, on? I, we, we still own the house. I, uh, we sat tight. We didn't sell that. We sold that house and moved into this one in 2014. So we sat tight. We'd only owned the home for a couple of years at that point. We were finishing school. I graduated in 2008. We were still finishing school. Okay. And, uh, and then we got pregnant with our first kid shortly after that in 2009. So, um, you know, decided to raise him there. Cool. All right. So you saw what happened in a bad market, but you didn't overreact, right? And you kept it yep. and everything went back. You ended up with a lot of good equity and you rolled that into the, the current house that you're in now, correct? Correct. So kudos to you for keeping calm during a, an interesting storm. Um, let's draw a little correlation difference between um, then and now, because on the surface, it seems very similar. People, businesses closing down and people laying off people and and things kind of a lot of uncertainty and, and it's natural to think that markets are going to um, supply and demand is going to kick in and not as many people are going to be able to buy and, and, and it might kind of be a replay of that scenario. Uh, let's just talk about a couple of differences that I'm seeing if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right. So what I'm seeing now is the difference between what's going on right now and what happened in, in 08 is yes, we're having massive closures and, and layoffs and, and, and issues left and right. And it's a scary time. It's an uncertain time for sure. But what caused that one the, back in the 08 versus what causes this one are completely different scenarios. Uh, what's happening now is this is just a simple reaction to an event. The event is a virus that doesn't really have a, an end place yet, but it kind of does. If you watch, you're, I'm sure you're watching the news like we all are. But if yep. you watch the curbs and what's happening in China, that the stores are back opening and things are starting to slow down and the number of cases is pretty much dropping out of the way. So it's kind of, it's, 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 a, it's a wave, right? And we're going through the wave the same way China went through their wave, but the wave's about a three month long wave. So if you can take a deep breath and just kind of watch what's going on, um, I think this is going to be a distant memory um, in another quarter or two. And so that's kind of my, my professional advice from looking at things the way I'm looking at it right now. But with that side, I don't have a crystal ball, so you never really know. But let's talk about your home for just a second. And let's, let's ask him another question, though. If he sells this house and cashes out now, mm -hmm. he's actually thinking about becoming a renter. We don't know yet. That's that's the next the next question. What do you guys? What would you do if you sold this place, Mike? I mean, my thought was if we truly believe that the market's going to go down, right? Sell while it's still up a little bit. Um, figure out something in a short term, whether it's renting or whatever else, but then put a lot of cash aside and use that when the market tanks to pick up something, you know, inexpensively and that we like, that's going to be a longer term option and sit and ride that, that one all the way up. Okay. Okay. You know what? And that's not a bad strategy. If that, if the economy plays out the way that you're talking right there, it's not a bad strategy to do that. Um, there's just no, there's no certainty or no guarantee on what's going on. So let, let's do this. Let's just, let's start with the basics for a second right here. And I want to get an understanding about, um, would you guys stay in the same location? Would you stay in the same area? You got your kids in school. You're not going to. Yeah, we'd, we'd, yeah. I mean, we have a, a pretty relatively small area that we'd want to focus in on to rebuy for sure, because the kids are in school and there's, there's only a few subdivisions here that would okay. allocate them to that school. Do you have a mortgage now? 
I do. What, who's do you know who it's with? You is with BBNT. Okay. Do you have an idea about what your rates are right now? We are at four and a quarter. Okay. So you got a you got a pretty good rate right now. That's really what we're writing at right now. We had a little blip down in the threes, but right now we're hovering around the fours. Um, I can't tell you what's definitely going to happen with rates, but I can tell you what's happened many times that we've seen this movie before, that when people want to spur on an economy, they really drop interest rates. I think you're going to start, I'm already seeing 0% financing on cars yeah. and boats and other stuff. I think you're going to see a nice um, spur on on interest rates for mortgages. Um, once this thing does, everyone chills out. So I think you might have opportunities for either good purchases or maybe good cash out refis. Is there anything you could do to your house? If you were if you were to stay there, let's just say that moving wasn't an option. It wasn't a good idea for you right now. And is there anything, you know, we're going to check it. Do you have a ballpark idea of how much equity you guys have? You probably look at Zillow or those type of things. Around. Yeah, I mean, we, have? we have about 150 or 200 grand. 150, 200. Okay, that's great. Yeah. That's a that's a nice asset right there. Is there. What would you have in the next house that you don't have in this one? Uh, dedicated space for an office for sure. Um, okay. and ideally an extra room that we could potentially turn into a home gym in case I can never go back to the gym again. <laughs> okay. So that makes sense. Would your but, next house have a doorknob in the door or would you keep the hole? Just in the <laughs> <laughs> That's a closet door, man. It's a slider. <laughs> you need a new home, dude. No doorknobs. <laughs> no. All right. So the, the other option is, would you want to stay in that place and remodel it? Yeah. I mean, remodeling here to get what we want would be tough. I mean, the house is plenty big square footage wise, just the rooms and stuff, the way they're allocated with two small kids right now. There's just, you know, you need a little bit more to accomplish what we want. When they're 18 and out, we'll have more than enough room. Um, until then we are, uh, we're kind of limited on our options. I think from a remodeling perspective, at least to get that right. We can, there's certainly upgrades we could do to the house, but, um, not to necessarily get us the rooms we want. All right. I'm sharing my screen right now. You can probably see what's, what's your address? 28702 falling leaves way. I'm, I'm a visual person, so I kind of like to do these type of things. So, and so what you want to not do is, I'm just going 30,000 foot level, just saying you, you probably don't want to, there's not a ton of two and three story homes in the neighborhoods. So you probably don't want to go overboard and over improving for those type of things. That's kind of some of the clients I'm talking with right now, they, they might have a little extra yard, enough room to pop out another um, wing those type of scenarios. So that's the first thing I look at. It might be a simpler way for you to do that. It doesn't look like you have the setbacks of the rooms to do that uh, with this yeah. place right now. N no. Okay. okay, cool. All right. Well, let me kind of tell you how the process goes if we if we were to do something like this. because And I don't know if it makes sense for you yet or not, but well, I'm going to tell you what kind of values are because everything's kind of fluid and, and homes are worth what a buyer's willing to pay for it based on whatever else is available to them the, the day they decide to buy, right? So what I'd like to do is I wanna get a feel for your property. And since I'm not really coming to properties right now until we get a little bit further, I'd like to do a little walkthrough. Would you mind just kind of doing a little virtual walkthrough for me? And yeah. just imagine I'm there, just kind of show me through. Let's just go to the front door and just kind of walk me through. Just, just the two minute version of it. I don't need to be too detailed right now, but let's just kind of get an idea. 
think you're sharing your screen, so it's not going to let me. Stop. I'm going to stop scaring. There you go. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so there should be a share screen button on your thing. Let me make sure you have the ability to do that. I was going to say, I think it's going to share. Yep, there you go. Showing up. Sharing screen. You're going to see my actual screen. I'm going to turn your camera on. Okay. Yeah, that works. Okay. You need some more toys, dude. Yeah, right. Right now, this is basically a toy store. And don't don't so, tell Courtney we're doing this right now. <laughs> she, she, she <laughs> be so pissed. Oh, I'm going to get in so much trouble for this. All right. So, don't worry, we're not going to broadcast it to the world. It's okay. <laughs> we got a playroom, trampoline, dining room. Floors look nice. Yeah. yeah. That's kitchen. Big kitchen. Look nice. Real open. Got a big family room. Obviously leads out that whole thing, that whole screen. It's actually three doors that completely open, so you can open up the entire back section there. Oh, let's go right up to the pool. A child on screen kind of. Huge master bedroom. Big master bath. How high are their ceilings pointed up? Were they kind of vaulted in there? Oh, yeah. 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 So big master bedroom, plenty of room for a seating area. Way, way more room than we even need in there. I, that's what I'm kind of talking about. You got three bedrooms back here. That one, okay. that's a pool, pool bathroom. I'll walk back there, another bathroom here. And then you've got a big room back here, which has its own private bathroom that also leads out to the deck. Oh, wow. Okay. And laundry rooms that bathrooms way. Lead, lead out to the deck? No. Uh, yeah, well, our room leads out, and then that bathroom will lead out. Okay. Two different options to come in. That cool. way is the garage, laundry room, three-car garage. And then the pool, we just recently resurfaced, retiled the whole pool area. And How recently did you do that? That's my next question. Like, kind of what are the most recent updates yeah, so, you guys have done? So... <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, we're we're doing a we're doing a screen share. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Told you I was gonna get in trouble. So the pool was redone um, about we just did it a couple months ago. Um, so that just got done. There's a seating area up there. So, the before that was the kitchen, which was done I don't know a couple of years ago. Uh, with quartz tops and all that stuff. I don't know. Good deal. So, that's it. Very nice. Okay, cool. Well, well done. All right. So, how we kind of go from here is is this. I got just a couple of questions. We need to kind of figure out really if this makes sense for you or not. What do you guys owe on the property now? Uh, a little under 200. Okay. About, two, about 200. Do you know if I was a 190 or 180? Uh, it's 190. like 190. Oh, 190. Okay, good deal. 
And what do you think it's worth with, I know you well enough to know you've done a little bit of research around what do you, what do you, in your mind, what do you think the property's worth? It should sell right around 400. I think about 400 and um, all right. And you look up on Zillow and see what Zillow says. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you've probably already done that. The reason I'm kind of hesitating my questions here is what I, this, the mortgage situation right now is kind of crazy, as you know. And have you already talked to, do you have any good lending relationships, any good buddies in the business, or do you want me to hook you up with one of my guys? Because the first thing we want to do is see what's available for you guys, see if it's even advantageous for you to move on. And what kind of rates could you get going for? What would your rates be? And that kind of gives us a starting place to see if it makes sense for you to even move. And then I'm, I'm going to work on some comps and kind of show you what it's actually worth, like how much equity we really have at the end of the day, what you put in your pocket. Because that number is important because that's going to be your down payment. So yep. I'm going to do my job to give you that down payment number, your equity. But I really want you to talk to the lender to find out what purchasing power you have for the next one. And then if we see that you can approve for X dollars, I, I don't care what the number is. Say it's 600, right? Or yeah. 550, whatever the number is. And you can take your 200 or 175, whatever ends up being in equity and roll that down. Now you're really financing 400, 450, 500, depending on kind of where you want to be and what kind right. of payments are you comfortable being in and where do you guys want to be? Do you want to crank it up a little bit? You want to take it down a little bit? That's all for you and the mortgage guy to talk about because what I'm going to get back here is where you want to be with the payment. And then from there, we're going to figure out what houses fit that need. And if there's something out there that makes sense for you right now, we should proceed. And if there's really not, then we shouldn't. Um, from a purchase perspective, you just want to just kind of play this thing out and just cash it out, sit on some cash and go rent something. That's a whole different scenario. But I think it all starts with how much your property is worth, right? Yeah. So, so tell me, do you have a good mortgage guy or do you want me to hook you up with one of mine? Yeah, no, one of my, one of my good friends is, is with Bro Financial. So, um, good. I know I can reach out to him and, and we monitor our credit monthly. So I know, I know where my credit's at. So that credit wise, it wouldn't be an issue. We'd get the best rate, but um, yeah, I mean, we could definitely do that. I'm less concerned about buying right now as I am. Is it the right time to sell? You know, like I said, I think from a buying perspective, if the only reason we'd sell now is if we believe the market is, going to have a, a heavy downward trend because if it is, then that's going to create opportunity for us to buy something cheaper, but sell now before it dips. Right. So I guess that uh, problem is I'm not a fortune teller. So I guess that's a, it's a difficult question to answer. Me neither. Let's just take a second real quick and just do it. I'm going to open up my MLS for just a quick second. I'm not going to go in depth on this one, but I just want to show you kind of what goes on here. Um, of course, I don't need my password here, so give me a second. I'm going to show you just ballpark high level what's out there because the answer to your question, Mike, is everything's supply and demand, right? You're, like we said in the beginning, the house is worth what a buyer is willing to pay, but more importantly, based on whatever else is available to them. So if somebody wants to buy a house in Meadow Point for around 400000 bucks, right, that's kind of really what we need to. Before I go in depth, that's really what I want to start out with for you real quick. So let's just go to a quick search. And so what we're really doing is basically qualifying his motivation. So it's just going to drive us crazy. What's your, what's, uh, what, how many bedrooms is back? It's a three bed, it's a three bedroom, three full baths. No, sorry, four bedrooms, three full baths. 
And and okay. So in that zip code, in the price range, I'm just going to go for fun for 350 to 425,000 bucks, four bedroom, three bath houses. Um, there are 19 houses for sale in that market. Okay, just to give you a quick high level. And this is kind of how everybody starts. So if somebody's on Zillow, they say, I kind of want to live in the zip code and I want to spend around this and I want to bedrooms around that. So if we go there are 19 four bedroom houses. All of them have three bathrooms on there, except for this one. And um, you're in Meadow Point, right? Yeah. A lot of new home competition, 2020 builds. So are you in Meadow Point, three or four? We're actually in one. You're in the, okay. So different so schools. Different school zones, okay. <laughs> All right, so yeah, on so the market. The way, the way Meadow Point works is if you're in one, or two, you go to one school. If you're in three or four, which are in the back, which is where all the new construction is, you go to a different school. Got it. What's your square footage again? About 2,700. So just a couple of different ways. If I want a 2,700 square foot house, just starting in the 385 to 419 ballpark range. So you're about where it is. So what I do from here, Mike, is I go through your house. I've seen enough to get me started on this one. I'll walk through it at some point when we get a little bit closer. And then we're going to go compare your house with the other one. So if you wanted this one, for example, it's on, on Baymont Loop. So this this guy wants 414000 bucks for his. So then we start comparing. And because you know as well as I do, everything's marketing, everything's competition. So we go through and we say, okay, how is this one compared to yours? And we, we just go back and through and say, if somebody was in the market, would they rather yours or would they rather this one? And I, we do that with all of them. See the size of the yards, the different pools, the finishes, the kitchens, the bathrooms, and see kind of how it does. And then you and I together, we'll, we'll go through and zero in on, on what the price is. And then we'll go through what's sold and what's expired and, and, and kind of take it from there. Sounds good. That's it. But you're, you're pretty much right. The biggest question for you guys right now is, do you want to do this? And... I think your ballpark pricing is there, but let's just say ballpark range. You're going to put 175 to 175 ish, 180 ish in your pocket at the end of the transaction. Um, what are you going to do with that cash? It's really about your gut feel about the market. And I, my crystal ball doesn't work either. So it's either you take the money and you sit and then you run the risk of it kind of screaming up or you don't, right? Or you just sit, sit in the backgrounds and the sidelines. I mean, what I don't want it to do either is sit on the market for six months. So that's my other concern. I mean, are, you guys are selling a lot of houses. Are you seeing stuff move? Are you seeing stuff? What's, what's the situation? It, it depends. And if you try to get more than what the market's willing to pay for your house, you're going to sit on the market for a while. If you price it so it's attractive versus whatever else is available right now, there's going to be the next one to sell. Right? Okay. It's, it's really a pricing strategy. And it's, a, it's the speed in which you want to sell. And this market. So what's happening recently? It's it's gonna this this column here. You see where my cursor is. The days on the market. Yep. You see, in the last week, we've had one, two, you know, three properties came on the market in the last ten days, right? A lot mm -hmm. of these are reactionary ones, probably, 
And the, the, the issue is if we have three or four or five more come on in the next week or so, and that obviously throws lopsided supply and demand into, into play here. And then the buyers have more choices and then they start sending off lower offers because they think somebody might be more desperate than the other people. And then that kind of plays that game. So what we're telling people is if you really don't want to sell right now, uh, don't because this, it kind of works against you if, you if you're not serious about selling. But if you are serious about selling and have made the decision that you guys want to sit on the sidelines, then we have to get really aggressive with pricing and price to, to make sure we're the next ones to sell rather than make this other one look more attractive. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. I think, you know, I don't know, just thinking through it on this call, I, I feel like maybe we're overreacting a little bit because at the, the flip side of this could be with all the pent-up demand that when this thing does clear, rather than continue to fall, it could actually skyrocket back up, which means if we just sit tight, we might end up with even more equity than we have now. Well, look, we just had the worst job reports in the history of job reports hit. Right, and the stock market's up 875 points. Right, so right. what does that mean? I don't know. Except there's not a, a free fall panic like there was last week. This is our yeah. third day of probably thousand point gains, which leads some people to believe that um, the sky's not falling. And yeah. I think the response from the stimulus right now is that everyone's going to be okay. It's going to be painful, but I think you know that that the government's going to help those that need help right now. No one's going to get yep. foreclosed. No one's going to get evicted. No one's power is going to get turned off. Everyone's mortgages can be delayed for three months. Everybody's car payments can be delayed right now. You're going to get a check from the government if you're in the service industry and you've been laid off. If you're in another job, you've been laid off because like, people just can't pay you. You're going to get paid. You might have a couple of weeks of pain, but you're going to be made whole and then some. So I think once people are realizing that there's not a, a, a desperate situation um, financially, people are starting to breathe a little bit and realize it might be uncomfortable, but you're not going to die. Right. right, from a financial perspective. Now it's about being safe from a from a, a virus perspective and just staying out of harm's way, which everyone's on lockdown now. So we should. I can't even believe we're using these words that we're using right now. We <laughs> never would have. But no. you know, I think you really need to take a deep breath right now and really start thinking about if you're going to think about a move. I would think about a move to a next home for you guys to purchase because I honestly believe rates are going to get even more attractive than they are right now. And you're going to be able to take that couple hundred grand, hundred seventy-five, two hundred thousand dollars in equity, and roll that down on whatever house you want, um, whether it's bigger or smaller, and reduce your payments. But you're you're sitting in a really good spot right now, and I really do believe that. And if this market was free falling another few thousand points, and like last week, my tone would be a little bit different. But I, I see this as a reaction to an event, um, rather than a an oh shit moment that the sky is falling and the economy is collapsing because it's not true. This is just a reaction to um, uncertainty and as soon as we get more certainty um, everything's going to calm back and then once they find a treatment and then once they find a vaccine then all fears back out of the marketplace and we're just going to, to take advantage of this, this hockey stick recovery in my opinion so that's what I'm thinking right now okay yeah that makes sense all right well that's helpful I think uh, I think we'll probably sit tight I mean I'll definitely talk with my wife I think we'll we'll probably sit tight then for a bit. I'm going to still send you over a kind of a strategic pricing analysis of kind of what's what your house is real. If you were to put it on the market right now, what do I think you can get for it? Right, and okay. this will be pretty close. It's not super exact, but it's going to be pretty close. And then you can take that in and stuff it in your kitchen drawer, and at least you kind of know what your portfolio is worth. And then if you ever want to pull the trigger, um, at least you kind of know about what you can put in there. Now this changes daily because if three more houses come on the market today, we got to redo it. 
And if four of them yeah. sell, we got to redo it. So this is kind of a snapshot moment in time valuation. I'm um, just like your stock portfolio. But if you were to sell today, this is what you can get. And uh, all bets are off on a daily basis right now. So if, if you can, I think your rates are great. Your equity's sharp. Um, you seem pretty solid out there. And you, you know, from a, I think you're in a good shot, good spot to sit back and, and relax a little bit. Um, that's my honest opinion. Okay. Fair enough. I appreciate it for sure. All right, cool. All right. I will shoot. What's your email address? It's still Mike at Google Clips. It is. Yeah. Cool. I will shoot you some valuation over there and then um, we'll take it from there. Perfect. I'll talk to you later. All right. So that was totally not a listing presentation. Okay. That was more of a counseling session. What we're saying, bring calm to the transaction. He was, he was panicking. And how many customers are out there panicking right now? Oh, most people. If they're watching the news, they're panicking. But yep. if, you can get, if you can become their trusted advisor and then not attack them just to try to get a listing, you'll be better off. Now, this situation might change. And Mike might make a decision to go for it and put the house on the market anyway, because now he's starting to hate his house. Right. <laughs> right? Thanks, Jeff. There's not an office. It's just strategy. I like quarantining with dolphins in my backyard. I don't know about you, Puma, but whatever. I bet every house on the beach has an office and everything I need. Well, not every one of them, but plenty of them, especially with your 200 grand in equity, you could plop down on something. You can do whatever you want, especially with the rates for the way they are. But hey, <laughs> if you'd rather look at that fence than dolphins, it's up to you, dude. <laughs> yes, great. All right, so the purpose of this conversation is to stay on. I'm personally a little concerned because I've seen it happen in 2008 when the market crashes. We tell you, get listings, get listings, get listings, but we've got a lot of you. And if you run out and get listings, we've got to market those listings, advertise those listings. You've got lockboxes on those listings. You've got to do photographs on those listings. And if the market is going to be bad, they're not going to sell for a while. And if your seller's not motivated, you're going to have a bunch of cash sitting out and it's not going to be a happy experience for them. So have the deep dive conversations with the seller. Now this could have been a whole different conversation and the guy's freaking out and wants to sell and I'll get out now. I believe it's going to crash. I've had those conversations with customers. I think it's going to crash. I want to get out now. I'll take a hit now rather than a bigger hit later. Yep. And we don't know what's going to happen. That's a, that's a real strategy too. So just have these conversations, see where they are. I now, agree with here's you. here's I the beauty of this deal. Where this would go next, where this will go next is he, I hope he's starting to not like his house. And because <laughs> he and his wife need to start thinking about where else they would be living right now. Because truthfully, you, you've made $200,000 by doing nothing but sleeping. Right? You, somebody gave you $200,000 while you were sleeping um, since 2014. And it's sitting there trapped in, in a bank waiting for you to touch it. And you're not touching it right now. And it doesn't make sense because if things were to appreciate, um, bigger things appreciate faster. Right? So the, the thought process is to say, what could you get into for the same payment you're in now that your wife would be happy with? And if the answer is nothing, don't move. If the answer is she starts playing around and says, Mike, look at this. This is badass. I could lock your ass away in an office. I never have to see you during your weird business times. And then when you're done, we got a movie theater over here for the kids. Check this out. How much is, what do you think our rates would be? 
you talk to your mortgage guy, right? And we put, if we put all of our equity down, what would our payment be? It would be the same in the same school district with another office and a little movie theater. And look at that kitchen. I don't know, man. I think we should think about it, honey. Right? That's what I want to happen now. And I want that to happen over the next couple of weeks. And then the phone call comes back to say, hey, dude, check out this house over on Oak Haven Drive. And I'm going to get a text message for a Zillow link is the way it's going to happen. And you're going to say, hey, what do you think about this? And that means I did my job because I planted a seed. Because it's really dumb for you not to do that if there's something better that you want. Right. So that's the conversation people need to be having right now with their with their sphere, with their with their tribe, with their customers and with everyone they're coming in contact with, because that's the beauty of it. So when the market totally changes and things come back, now your house is going to be very attractive because there's nothing in Meadow Point One. There's no four threes in Meadow Point One right now. So you're in a really good spot. So if somebody wants to live in that neighborhood, you're their you're the you're their option. Right. So yeah. you can you're going to get better shit. There's three of them in Meadow Point Three. The guy that's coming on the market meta point three is nowhere near in as good a shape as you are. And yep. point one. That, that might change completely next week, but that's where we are today. Yep. So that's what we do. Counseling. Chatting but I also want to call out the fact that we did this virtually. It's a zoom room, the conversations, the screen sharing, it's very effective. And you know, that was less than a half hour. Which, you know, if you actually met that buyer in person, you'd probably be stuck with them for two hours. And this was not a listing presentation. This was a pre-qualifying um, chat. This is a walk off, walk off the ledge conversation. Right. But I planted a lot of seeds right now. There and there's, there's potentially a million dollars worth of business in there for me, or a million, million two, right? Because there's a there's $800,000 double-sided listing and probably a $600,000 sale. All right. So that's good. And it's in his best interest to consider doing this one because he can't, right? I mean, it's, it's phantom free money that he could deploy into something better. It doesn't cost him anything different. What, why would you not even consider that one? It doesn't make any sense. So that's our job though, but he wouldn't, I mean, <laughs> he's laughing because now he's in trouble because he's going to have this conversation with Courtney. And then when things are quiet and the kids are in bed, she's pulling out her phone and she's on Zillow. I guarantee it. And so is she, she already does it. The only, the only good, the only thing that has saved me so far is that we are so limited on what neighborhoods we can live in to keep them in the same school. And so far, there's been nothing that is nice. We're in one of the nicest subdivisions in Meadow Point One. So there's really nowhere. There's one house that came for sale recently that she likes more than ours that we heavily <laughs> looked at. So it's, there you the go. seed has been planted. The problem was the floor plan. It had more upgrades, but the floor plan was essentially the same. So it, it was kind of fun. That wasn't good enough yet. But yeah. I mean, now, is it possible that schooling has been completely disrupted? That could certainly change things for sure. If, it, if, if this becomes more of a virtual environment, then certainly that changes things. It changes things a lot. And there's going to be, I bet you, there's going to be a decent percentage of people that do not put their kids back into school because somebody is going to come up with a pretty cool virtual homeschooling um, scenario um, out of this. It's, it's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. I think next week's going to be a big tell for a lot of, a lot of parents because when, next week is when most of the schools are having them start going virtually. 
So my kids start back virtually next week. And so I think that to see how that goes, and then even more so with me when I have my wife's a teacher, so she has the ability to teach them and hold them accountable and know what, where they should be and where they should be going. It'll, it'll change things for sure. No question. With a dolphin in the background. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> With sand in between our toes. Weird. Yeah, I mean, we could do it. iPods under a beach umbrella. There's probably that's no corona out you have now. either. Uh, according to Jeff, just so everyone's aware, on the podcast, <laughs> it never rains at the beaches. There's probably never been a case of corona ever in the history of the beach. No, there's cases and of corona. They're just different types of cases of corona. <laughs> they're actual beer. <laughs> No, not not late, making light of the situation at all because it's, it's no. very it's serious. But the reality of it is, guys, these conversations need to be happening right now. And you need to be the one receiving these text messages. You need to be the one planting these seeds because when he starts looking at houses, he's going to text them to me. And I'd rather him text them to me than one of the other 800 gazillion real estate agents in the marketplace. So let's start having these conversations and reaching out and say, let's just talk, right? Send out a calendar. Just send a Facebook messenger send a post out saying look i'm having so much fun reaching out to my friends and just talking about what's possible and what ifs about your home situation just call me when you want i've got plenty of free time right now let's just chat just go live put that video out there and just watch your phone have three or four of these a day and you're going to have a pipeline that's enormous when this thing settles down and normalcy comes back right he's freaking out a little bit he's not freaking out now right i'm not either i'm excited about what's going to happen as a result of this right now. I mean, we're, we're revamping all kinds of cool stuff right now. And I'm working yep. nonstop right now. And I'm not stopping working. I love it. And I, in between work and I get to see my kids more, which is actually really awesome, right? But I'm still yep. getting a ton of work done, um, even more than I normally did because I don't have the got a minutes, right? So I can yep. actually zoom in and narrow down on some things. And, and you can too, because the person next to you at the office isn't bullshitting about their, their week right now. Right. So you can just get You can have three, four, five, six, seven of these conversations a day and imagine that half of them are going to actually do something when things turn around. So because if you're well, not doing this, you, got, you need to start. What I would encourage agents to do as well is even when things do get back to normal, and even though I think it may be a different normal than we're used to, but when things quote unquote reopen and get back to normal, I would still highly consider trying to leverage this type of technology when you can, because even as a busy, as a busy agent, if you're a top agent in the marketplace and you're doing these types of conversations a lot, whether it's a listing, whether it's a pre-listing, whether it's a, Hey, I don't know if I should do this. Hey, what about this? Hey, can you come look at this? I would encourage you to say, yes, I can look at it. Here's my zoom link. Can you, go live with me right now versus saying, yes, I'll come over on Tuesday because you're busy. And so we're all trying to find time and that time could now allow you to go do other things, right? That time may allow you to do the things I've talked to them about doing from a social perspective. That time may be time to go spend more time with your kids or your family or be coach your kids, like whatever it is, you're going to, you're going to be more efficient if you use these tools, not just right now, right now, a hundred percent is forced on you and it will help keep you productive and build that pipeline. But even after all of this, these are the tools that can, can really take your business to the next level and keep you super efficient. You know what I'm about to do? I'm going to launch out for tomorrow. I'm putting out on next door, my zoom link. And I'm going to say at um, two o'clock on Friday, 
open Q&A about what's going on in the real estate market. And I'm going to push yep. the same thing into the Madeira Beach Facebook pages. And I'm going to open up my link to everybody and let's see who wants. Yeah, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing the same thing the using, I'm going to use cat my Calendly link and I'm going to be creating some content, personal content about it and open it up to agents and consumers who just have questions on what's going on. You know, what should I do? There's a lot of, you know, for us, right. We're on the brokerage side. We're always looking to bring in new agents. There's a lot. I got a couple emails today. What I'm finding is homeowners are evaluating their homeownership. You have a lot of agents evaluating their partnership right now like who are okay. who am i partnered with like my brokerage isn't set up to handle virtual or you know what in this downtime if i have been even remotely thinking about making a switch it's a much easier transition when there's not as much going on for me to go ahead and make than otherwise right so yep. you're having a lot i'm getting reached out to by a lot of agents saying hey i'm considering making a switch can we chat right so there's a lot of opportunity out there, but I think leveraging that, creating the opportunity and creating a framework for them to reach out to you is a pretty nice experience. So I'm going to be putting my Calendly link out there and saying, hey, go select the time that's convenient for you. It'll put it on my calendar and we'll hop on. My availability's in there. My Zoom link's in there and we'll have a conversation via Zoom and see if this is a fit. That's right. So. I like it. I like it. All right, last words, Mr. Beggins. I think we're just recognizing we got to change with the times and give it a shot. I've had a lot of agents feedback from our classes we did this week saying this is awesome and they're actually doing it. They're calling the managers, they're role playing, they're doing their um, testing their Zoom links to make sure they can do it because they don't look stupid in front of a customer. Yeah. So do that. Call your mom, call your sister, call your friend, invite them to a meeting. Take advantage of the technology. That's right. Awesome. Well, guys, this wasn't super scripted. It was just real life role plays about how things work. And again, it's spread the calm and control the narrative, guys, and, and keep people not doing things that are, are reactionary and help them think through. And you know, if they really want to sell, sell. Um, but, but don't let them do a knee-jerk reaction. Certainly don't sell and rent and sit in the sidelines right now. That doesn't seem to be, that's the sky is falling reaction that I, I don't see it. Right. I think we have some short-term issues for sure, but I don't see it. Now, last week, my scenario would have been different than it is today. You know, we're up 1,040 40 points right now, so we've gone up 400 points since we started this this podcast. So um, that doesn't mean that it's going to stay that way, but it means enough that on the worst job reports in the history of job reports to be up 1,040 points is pretty good. <laughs> right? We like that. Fake news, fake news. That's right. So thanks for watching, guys. As always, reach out. We can help you. Um, me, Craig, Mike, anytime. So thanks again, and talk to you guys soon. Thanks for watching. One.